Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you had a good time on 20.1. Remember to get those open scores entered uh, by Monday afternoon, Monday night at 8 p.m. is the absolute latest that they can be entered. Or, well, they have to be entered by 8 p.m. If you don't enter them, we can't help you. So you got to put the score in, and then we can go in and validate it. So make sure you get your score in on time so that we can validate it and you can get credit for what you did this first week of the Open. Uh, This second week, we're going to be prepping and getting ready on the last few days to do again the Open on Saturday, so be ready for that. Uh, Let me run through a brief overview of what we're doing. Monday, we're going to do a back-to-back AMRAP session, uh, relatively short, or actually, I'm sorry, they're not back-to-back AMRAPs, they're uh, back-to-back short workouts, relatively short workouts, so a couple minutes of work, a couple minutes of rest, and then repeat uh, with a different set of movements, and then you've got some post-wad accessory work to do. We're just going to be kind of working on some some slower, more controlled moving. Then on Tuesday, we are doing a longer five-round workout. We've got a 30-minute cap on it, and I think that's pretty generous. I think most people, uh, I think everyone really should be able to finish it in that 30 minutes if we scale it appropriately. Afterward, we're going to do a little double under work, try to keep improving our skill there. Wednesday, we're going to go long again. Uh, We haven't been doing a ton of real long stuff, so we're going to stack two days in a row where we do a little bit of a longer workout. It's going to be a chipper, which we haven't seen much of recently either, and it's got a 30-minute cap on it again. I think this one, the cap's more likely to catch people, so we'll see. It's got a lot of pull-ups in it, so make sure you bring your hand protection. Thursday, we're going to clean a lot. We're going to work on technique and, uh, and smooth lifting for about 20 minutes. And then we're going to spend another 10 minutes or so trying to build to a heavy either single or double. Um, we're kind of leaving the doors open for you on this day. We want you to just improve. So take advantage of the opportunity to work with your coaches, to get better at cleaning, to slow things down and fix things up, and then try to lift really heavy. Um, and after those cleans, we're going to do a little post-wad burnout for our abs, some flutter kicks and V-ups, because that's just good stuff. Friday, we're going to do our kind of active reset day. So we'll be doing a ski, bike, row interval. Try to warm up, loosen up, stretch out, talk about the open that's coming the next day, and uh, and just generally have some, some good blood flow. We're not trying to smash it. We're trying to actively recover. Or at least that's what I advise if you're going to do the open on Saturday. And the open will be on Saturday. I don't know what the workout is yet. Uh, We'll find out Thursday night when they do the live open announcement again. So be sure to check out roguefitness.com where they'll be putting up uh, the link to it. Yeah, so let's get back to the beginning and walk through the week. Monday, we are going to be doing two workouts with a five-minute rest between them. Uh, And those workouts are, first one is three rounds for time, doing 15 front squats and then 15 toes to bar. The weight on the front squats, 135 pounds for guys and 95 for ladies. Ideally, you're going to do at least one round unbroken. Um, If you need to take some small breaks, keep the breaks small. 
you you can waste a lot of time by just dropping that bar and looking at it. So really try to encourage yourself to maybe get past halfway, do nine or even 10 reps so you know there's only five or six left and mentally it's easier to pick that bar back up so it's not sitting on the ground as long. Punch through those three rounds, then you earn a three minute rest, or I'm sorry, rather a five minute rest, and I'm hoping those three rounds are gonna take us, hmm, at most six minutes, hopefully less. Then we get that five minute rest, and then we do another chunk for time. This one, it's just two movements again, and it's not rounds, it's just do one movement, finish it, and move on to the next one. First, you've got 45 burpees over your ball. Because uh, we're going to be doing 45 burpees over the ball and then 45 wall ball shots. With those burpees over the ball, you got to pick a nice, consistent pace. You don't want to slow down. You shouldn't take a break. You should get done with those and be ready to immediately attack those wall ball shots. Um, some people out there could do all 45 unbroken. It's going to hurt a lot. But if you really want to push the intensity, that's what you need to do. You need to pick up that ball and commit to not putting it down. If you need to take some breaks, keep them short. Just step back, breathe two times, step back up. Um, doing quick sets of five can get you through a lot of wall ball shots in not so much time, but you have to be quick about returning to the ball and starting your next set of five. That is that is crucial to making that work. After that, uh, post-wad, just kind of hanging out and doing some dumbbell strict presses. We're doing five sets of 10 reps uh, with two dumbbells at once. So the weight's not gonna be terribly heavy. I want you to really think about keeping your core organized, owning your midline, and then pressing as much as you can to overhead. If you really own your core, there's a good chance that you're not gonna get a full lockout unless you have really flexible shoulders. So I kinda think it's a good idea to focus on engaging the core more and keeping the ribs down and actually maybe not quite locking out the dumbbells but fighting to open up more space in the shoulder by pressing to your end range. It looks a little bit different for everybody. So worry about yourself and make yourself progress by doing this in a manner that works for you. There's Monday's stuff. Tuesday, like I said, we've got a longer workout. We are going to be doing longer stuff on Tuesday and Thursday this week. Or I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Tuesday's wad is five rounds for time. We've got a 30-minute cap on it, but I don't think you're going to run up against that. I think we should be good. We've got 200 meters on the rower. So a relatively short row, then 20 V-ups. I know that gets a little nasty, but 20 is that kind of that kind of volume where you don't really need much break time or a break time at all. You can kind of just put yourself back together. Maybe you had a sloppy rep, get back in a good rhythm and keep working, get through those 20. Then you've got 20 kettlebell swings, 53 pounds for guys, 35 for ladies. And that should be the kind of weight that you can swing unbroken for those 20 reps. Uh, if not, then maybe go a little lighter. After those 20 swings, put your kettlebell overhead. you got 200 feet of an overhead carry. Half of it's gonna be on one arm, then you'll have to switch and do the other half on the other arm. So 100 feet per arm. Yeah, it's five rounds of that, so there's a good bit of work there. All of the blocks of work, though, I think you can kind of push through each one individually because the next one is quite different from it. Um, so I think I think it gives you the opportunity to kind of crank on the intensity some because you get to change over to a new system and then work on that system once we move on. Like rowing is very different from a V-up. We should be able to transition quickly and then still put in a big burst of work. Hopefully 30 minutes is more than enough time for everybody. I think it should be. If not, then we should scale some stuff. 
Afterward, cooling down, just spending 10 minutes playing around with your jump rope. Um, I really like the idea of doing those structured sets that we worked on a week or two ago, trying to better understand how to control five or 10 or however many double unders you're working on. Uh, it helps me a lot to build my capacity with a double under, and, uh, and, and it's definitely, it's, it was a humbling process, but it was one that I needed to go through. So I definitely recommend those small controlled sets. Um, if you are just beginning to get double unders, then really work on jumping higher, creating more space between you and the ground so you can slow down your rope speed. It's definitely a good lesson to learn because speed's not necessarily your friend. Uh, speed comes at the cost of accuracy. So if you are just always flying with your rope, it's much more likely that you're gonna hit your feet when you get tired because it's hard to be accurate when you're trying to move that fast. So if you learn to put more space between you and the floor, then you have more time to spin the rope through and you can increase your likelihood to remain accurate when you get tired. Um, definitely recommend that if you're new to double unders. Right, that's Tuesday, so Wednesday, we are again going longer. Uh, we're gonna do a chipper, and this chipper is gonna be 50 chest-to-bar pull-ups, 40, overhead walking lunge steps. You're holding a 45 or a 35 pound plate overhead. 30 power snatches at 115 pounds for guys, 80 pounds for ladies. 20 handstand push-ups, 10 muscle-ups. If we're scaling out that muscle-up, then we could either do fewer muscle-ups if that's a better choice for you, or 20 ring dips. Then we've got our 20 handstand push-ups again. We do our 30 power snatches again, our 40 overhead walking lunge steps again, and then we finish the workout how we started with those 50 chest-to-bar pull-ups again. This is a lot of work, especially at the beginning and end with those chest-to-bar pull-ups that are gonna be, well, most people are gonna have to break them down into a lot of small sets. So be smart about it. It's fine to go sets of five right from the beginning. Don't take yourself too far and burn yourself out because you still have a lot of gripping to do throughout the workout. And then at the very end of the workout, you're gonna have to repeat those chest-to-bar pull-ups. So this is one where I kind of recommend you to pace that beginning. Once you get halfway, now it's time to ask yourself, okay, did, did I leave enough gas that I can really speed up or am I already near that red line and I should just try to maintain my speed? Um, depends on how hard you went in the first half. So I would pace the beginning just to protect the hands and have a good, a good intro to the workout and then have a chance to push through and go really hard at the finish. This one's got a 30 minute cap as well. Um, when I initially wrote it up and did the math, I think it definitely can be finished in that time. I think there'll be some people maybe who don't finish it, scale those power snatches as needed, handstand pushups as well, right? All of these things are scalable. So put this in a workout or put this workout in a place that you think you've got a good shot of getting done in 30 minutes. All right, on to Thursday. Thursday, we will find out what the open workout is at the end of the day. Uh, they'll do their live announcement at 8 p.m. Eastern time, so check that out online. For our training Thursday, we are gonna work on a clean. We are gonna lift heavy weights. We're gonna lift heavy weights hopefully really well. And really the first 20 minutes, we're working more on technique than we are on load. We wanna dial in our capacity to do good, quick singles, if that's what you wanna work on, or maybe some touch and go doubles or even triples. Um, cycling a heavy barbell can be very difficult. It's a lot about timing and positioning. So if we can get more efficient with that, that's awesome. If you wanna just work on one rep at a time, that's cool too. 
Singles are a great way to understand how to do an individual lift very, very crisply and well. And that's something that we all need to improve on, I think. So with this 20 minutes, work with your coaches. Practice lifts. We're not trying to do a ton of them. We're trying to do them better each time. So take rest where you need it. Lift weights that make sense. Once we get through 20 minutes of that, then we're going to spend another 10 minutes trying to lift the heaviest thing we can. Maybe you want to do a power clean. Maybe you want to do a clean. Maybe you want to do a double. Maybe you want to mix it and do a power clean into a clean as a double. Right? We've got lots of options. We just want you to lift heavy stuff. We want to work with you on technique. We want to see some improvement in terms of how you understand and operate through the movement. So this day, we will lift a lot of reps, uh, but we're really just trying to lift everything better. After we lift heavy, then our post wad is 10 rounds of 10 seconds doing flutter kicks right into 10 seconds of V-ups. And then you get a 10 second rest. So that's five minutes of, of time elapsed, um, 10 seconds of rest thrown in each round, but you're gonna burn up your abs pretty good. Try to make sure you're still engaging a good hollow while you do the flutter kicks. We wanna see your lower back press into the ground, not separate from it. All right, Friday, we are going to do some recovery stuff. We're gonna do some mobility and we'll base that mobility off of whatever shows up in the open uh, announcement on Thursday night. Don't know what that's gonna be, but uh, it's not too likely to be burpees or power snatches at this point because we saw that in week one. Whatever it is, we'll put together some mobility to do, try to loosen things up and uh, point you guys in the right direction as far as getting yourself warmed up and mobile the next day when we attack 20.2 on Saturday. Along with that mobility, we're gonna do some intervals. We've got two by a 500 meter ski, followed by two by a 500 meter row, and then two rounds of a 1,000 meter bike. We're gonna rest two minutes after each effort that you perform. So basically you're gonna ski for two-ish minutes, rest for two minutes, and do it again. Then you move on to the rower, two minutes on, two minutes off, more or less. And then finally the bike, hopefully around two minutes on, two minutes off for two rounds. Do what you wanna do with this, push it really hard. If you're not worried about the open and you want a hard interval day, you can definitely work yourself pretty good with this uh, or keep it a little bit steadier and put together a more comfortable pace that allows you to get a lot of blood flow, a good sweat going, but an active recovery rather than a, a soul crushing sort of day, right? Depends on who you are and what you want. If you're going for the open and, uh, and you're gonna really put in a big effort on that, then definitely slow this day down and use it to recover. That's what it's there for. Then our final day that we're gonna talk about is Saturday. Again, I don't know what it is. We're going to be doing the open workouts at our own respective gyms this week. Uh, so go in there and give it, a best, uh, give it your best go. Let's, let's see what we can do, whatever it is. I'm sure it's going to test all of us. We'll all have a chance to find out what we need to improve on. And really, that's the point of this whole thing, is to try to get better each and every week. So hopefully we, we get a, a little bit of a highlighting of our weaknesses, and we can start to decide how we're going to attack those. So we will see you all in the gyms this week. Let's get after it.